Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies? What's going on out there in the Valley? Welcome to the Brandon Tatum Show. Every Saturday at 6 p.m., you can hear my beautiful voice tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. What's going on with our politics? What's going on with politics in America? I think I think we're literally going crazy. I don't know if Trump is the cause of this in a negative way, or is Trump literally breaking up the, the, the grime that has been sitting here for decades, and now people are finally getting exposed. But one of the biggest topics that I've been interested in is the more recent conflict between uh, Hawaiian Representative Tulsi Gabbard and Hillary Clinton. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I like to see two, I could say high-powered women. I guess, I guess you could say that. I mean, I, Hillary Clinton is kind of, she kind of comes across as bummy to me. You know, you lose the election. All you do is slander other people. You make excuses every day, day in and day out about why you lost instead of taking responsibility that you did not campaign well and you're not a good candidate and you're a crook. I mean, other than that, she's now beefing with Tulsi Gabbard. And I, I really am disappointed with what Hillary said about Tulsi because I felt like it was a low blow in trying to convince the public and smear Tulsi's name to put her in a category of being associated with Russia, being associated with Putin, as if she she's working for the Russians as a person that would thwart the Democratic Party. I mean, have, have anybody listened to the debates? I think Telsey sounds reasonable. I mean, she's still sleepwalking. There, I, I consider the the other 11 or so uh, Democrats as being zombies, and she's still sleepwalking. But she's doing better than them. She's not going fully off the reservation saying that she believed that uh, maybe she did say that illegals should get free health care, which is absolutely ridiculous. I think that we can give them a path to citizenship at some point of fa- fashion. But if you're not, if you're legal, illegally in this country, you shouldn't get free health care when I don't get free health care. But I want you guys to hear and, and, and why, how all this started and why this is important. First and foremost, um, Chelsea Gabbard literally was in the running in 2016, if some of you don't know, and I'm talking about the representative from Hawaii that was in the military, very, very well-established person. She was in, a, in the running in 2016, but she dropped out in the primary because the crookedness of the DNC was exposed. She stepped down publicly and made a fuss about it, and ever since then, Hillary didn't like it. But while I'm on the subject, I want you to hear what Bakari, Bakari Sellers said about Tulsi Gabbard with no information on CNN, and they let him do it. Listen to the clip. There is a chance that Tulsi is not just working for uh, the United States of America, but I digress. So, oh, wait a minute. What, yeah, what does that what? mean? That's no, I firmly. No. That doesn't deserve a just a uh, uh, wait, wait, what, what, what? It's, you're, you're saying a sitting Congress member is working on behalf of a foreign government. That sounds like treason to me. Do you know the penalty for treason is death? You're, you're saying she's treasonous. I'll, I'll let him continue. 
Oh, I firmly no. I, that's not just an allegation. Uh -oh. I firmly, I firmly believe that. Message is coming now. No, here I know. Watch, <laughs> watch the bots go on Twitter now. I firmly believe that Tulsi Tulsi Gabbard stands on that stage is in the and is the antithesis to what the ele the other eleven individuals stand for, especially when it comes to issues such as foreign policy. There is no question. Yeah. There is no question that Tulsi Gabbard. No question. There is no question. I'll let him finish. Gabbard of all the twelve is a puppet for the Russian government. Oh. A puppet for the Russian government. Now, what what would make Bakar, Bakari Sellers say something like that with no evidence on national television? I, I, I don't understand. Why wasn't he checked immediately? You're making a huge accusation, and all you can say is that uh, foreign policy is the difference. I listen to the debates. She's just as loony as, as the rest of them, in my opinion. She believes in abortions. She advocate for abortion, just like the rest of them do. She advocate for the Green New Deal and all this other stuff. I mean, she may have a different perspective how it's applied, but she still support those things. How is she somehow different? Now, listen to what Hillary Clinton said on a podcast about Tulsi. And, and she didn't say her name, but we know who she's talking about. I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic <laughs> primary and are grooming her to be the third party candidate. She's a favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her mm -hmm. so far. And that's assuming Jill Stein will give it up, which she might not because she's also a Russian right. uh, asset. <laughs> this is it just get crazier to me. She's a Russian asset. She's not doing well in the polls. Mind you, Tulsi Gabbard is like one or two percent. She's not even in the top. Out of any of the candidates, she didn't even make one of the debates because she didn't get enough points. But the Russians are it. Listen, I think what's happening and this is why you should be concerned about this. I think what's happening is that you can hear an echo chamber amongst all of the other Democratic candidates, excluding a few of them. You know, I don't think all of them are the same because I think Andrew Yang is another one that speaks with some level of integrity. I don't agree with him, but at least he feels that he is confident about what he's saying and he can back it up with his own level of intelligence. Tulsi Gabbard is the same. There's a few other candidates that I believe are the same. So I'm not going to say Tulsi is the only one, but what, what, it, what it shows me is that she must be a threat for them to be going out of their way. Mind you, the DNC, Hillary, there's a lot of people working together. Why is Bakari Sellers echoing the exact same thing that Hillary Clinton is saying? They, they don't work on a campaign. Hillary Clinton is not, shouldn't even be, she should be off the mic right now. Why, why is she even talking about the presidential election this year? She, she bummed the last one. And if, I, if you were a Democrat, I'm sure you're still mad at her. She gave you Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, she, she was just a bad candidate. But I just think that, that this is not appropriate for a former person who was involved in government husband was a president she's run for president multiple times for her to be saying something so outlandish and i think what should trigger your mind is why haven't anyone of any significance came out against this behavior this is not acceptable for any person to slander a democrat or a republican you know i lean more towards republican but this is still not right wrong is wrong you can't talk about this woman with no with no evidence and I think that this is the uh, a, a falling state of the Democratic Party. You have someone come out with common sense, 
and at least have an argument against the establishment and they try to destroy her. In addition to them destroying her, they literally try to destroy every other person that's, that's not advocating socialism, advocating raising your taxes at some ungodly amount, that's advocating giving illegal immigrants um, I wouldn't call them immigrants. They're aliens. You, when you immigrate or you migrate here, that's legal. That's a legal process. When you come here illegally, you're illegal. Um, you're an illegal alien. That's the definition in the United States Code. That's the definition. Go look it up if you want to. Um, I don't know why people get weirded at the word. Change the language if you don't want people to say it. But when you look at that, when you look at that, when you look at the Green New Deal, it's a $90 trillion program. And in America, we only produce 20% of the carbon footprint. And we have been um, getting rid of the carbon footprint over the last several years. And we're doing a heck of a job. And they need to get their stuff together if they want to be competitive in 2020 against President Trump. Because if you look at his rallies and you look at their rallies, it's not even close. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk policing in America in the next segment. The Fort Worth Police Department then got me mad. I wish I could go down there and tell the chief out to his face. We'll talk about it in the next segment. Y'all stay with me. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. is the Brandon Tatum Show. The Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show. Y'all know we got to talk about police in America. Fort Worth Police Department. And this is this goes along with my officer of the week. And this is not an officer of the week because He's done something great. It's the officer of the week because I think we need to highlight this Fort Worth police officer that was fired due to the shooting of Atatiana Jefferson, um, Officer Aaron Dean. Now, there's a lot of misconception going on, which is which is what always happens in these shootings, right? The police chief don't come out and tell y'all the information. Then everybody builds a narrative and everybody on social media want to hate the police. And then they say all this stuff and everybody's lying. And then they come out, the public start to believe it. And then they come out and tell you something else, and then they're mad because he don't get convicted because they never tell you the truth in the first place. I hope you caught all that. So we're going to go back to the beginning. I want to walk you through what happened in Fort Worth, Texas, when an officer apparently shot a woman in her own home while responding what people thought was he was responding to a check for a call. So let's start from the top. Officer Aaron Dean of the Fort Worth Police Department was a rookie. Essentially, about one year on the department. His graduation was in 2018. I saw the little graduation ceremony online. He never got in any trouble. He wasn't a young guy. When I say young, I mean he didn't. He wasn't fresh onto the police department. As soon as you're eligible at 21 years old, I think it's 21 years old. And that's funny. I don't even remember anymore. But anyway, that's irrelevant. So. He had some time. He he must have done some things in life at 30-plus years old, joining the police department. I mean, you probably have a career change or you're figuring something out. But this officer was called to a house. Most people have heard from a neighbor um, in Fort Worth, Texas, that said that he had called a check welfare on his neighbor, Atatiana, 
who had her front door wide open, lights on in the house. You know, it was uncharacteristic of her in, in, in the household there. So he called and said, hey, non-emergency number. He called on a non-emergency number, which I'll tell you why that's irrelevant at this point. But he called on a non-emergency number, and they dispatched the officers not to a check welfare call like he called in. They dispatched them to a potential burglary. And here's why. Just because the person has the door open and the neighbor wants you to check welfare doesn't mean that you're not walking in on a ambush. You're not walking in on a burglary in progress, an armed robbery, a home invasion. That's very well could be the case. So then the dispatcher is not going to send the officers into a bad situation. So I'm assuming she put it out there as an open door, which in the state of Arizona is probably a level two call, level one meaning the highest priority call. So he goes to that. So he's on high alert. Body worn camera shows that he see the front door. It's open. The house looks disheveled. The lights are on. It's 2 a.m., ladies and gentlemen, mind you. So he goes around the side of the house. Now, the tactic seems a little weird to me, but I don't know what he was thinking. I need to hear his articulation of why he went around the side of the house instead of knocking on the front door and announcing himself. But I'm not totally against his tactics of doing that because if he honestly thought that there was a burglar in the house, you're not going to knock on the door and say, hey, come shoot me. We're at the front door waiting on you. No, you may want to have a tactical advantage, go around the side of the house, see if you can hear some noises. See if you need to call for backup, things like that. It seems to be reasonable. I understand how people may disagree with it, but it seems reasonable to me as a former police officer. And he goes around to the door and he sees a woman. Show me your hand, show me your hand. Bow. She shot, she dies. He goes in and tries to render aid, but they don't show that on the body worn camera because of state law in Texas. But but they put out to everybody in the world that that there was a gun there, but it was irrelevant. That's what they tell us, that it was irrelevant. They made this officer look as if he just went there to shoot a black person. Shot a dead. Because he's a white officer, she's a black woman, and, and, and you know how they treat black folks. This is what they paint the picture as. But the information as it came out is that she pulled a gun on him at the window. Now, I'll say this. She had every right. If he didn't announce himself, and she didn't know who the heck was, was she had every right to threaten deadly force against somebody who's on her property, potentially burglarizing her house, right? But he also had every right when a person is presenting him with a deadly threat to defend himself. He didn't shoot her 45 times. They didn't unload the clip on her, as some would say, unload the magazine. He shot her one time. And for the life of me, I don't understand why the turds, the people who are here pillaging the community commit crimes all day. They get shot 45 times and they live through three shootings. And then the good people, they're just minding their own business. They accidentally, unfortunately, get shot by a police officer and they die. First hit. Boom. Just like uh, um, Amber Geiger situation. She missed him the first time. She shot twice, missed him once. One hit him in the heart. He dies. What are the odds? I was on the police department. We shot a guy. I think he shot him like eight times. He still lived. We had one guy on meth, shot him like eight times. He fight. He's still fighting. It took like six, seven officers to, to get on him, to detain him. Now, we still weren't able to detain him properly. High on meth. I, I went to a, sit in the call of a guy who did a home invasion in someone's house. Got shot 11 times and still lived. And unfortunately, the officer accidentally you know, un- unfortunately, I don't think it was an accident. I mean, he he had to defend himself, but he shot her one time. The hit killed her. She's done, gone forever. And I just don't think the police department dealt with that well. They should have got out in front of it. They should have gave the information. They should have told him that it was legitimate that the gun was involved. 
And for those of you just joining, if, you, if, you, if you're jumping on mid-sentence, I'm talking about the Fort Worth police shooting um, where Officer Aaron Dean killed Atatiana. He's a white officer, black woman, uh, which is to me is irrelevant. But it did happen, and there's outrage. Now, here's the second part of that. The community's outrage. I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, right? I grew up in Fort Worth, not in this particular area, but my whole life I spent in Fort Worth. Most of my family still live in Fort Worth. So I know the environment and culture in Fort Worth. And for the community, and I'm not mad if people want to be upset about an incident until they get to the bottom of it. I'm for that. I support that. I I, I wanted to get to the bottom of this as well, even though that person is not my family member. I still want to know what the heck happened and can we improve. But when you're going out and protesting, and you're yelling and screaming and being mad and saying that we had had enough of the police officers killing our people, but you don't say nothing when people in the community killing each other at a rate that's astronomically higher than being killed by a police officer. You don't say nothing when when Johnny's selling drugs on the corner. You don't say nothing when somebody didn't got raped or or, or, or beaten or abused. When daddy don't show up at, at home and the kids don't have a father, you ain't said nothing. I ain't never heard you say nothing. And then you turn around. There was an article where a gang violence, a gang, a violent situation had happened where a young lady, just like Tatiana, was shot and killed, unfortunately, in a crossfire of gang related activity. I, I didn't see them out there. There ain't no T-shirt with her name on it. Keep that same energy when you're dealing with both situations. And, and I, I can support that. And I feel like and maybe you're genuine about what's going on. But until then, man, we need to respect the police department. I'm sick. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired of police chiefs not having a spine. The Phoenix police chief, Jerry Williams, I feel like her spine is gone too. Somebody go and reconstruct her spine because I feel like almost every time I hear her talk about a police incident, she's throwing her officers under the bus. It is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Stand up for your doggone officers. When they mess up, hold them accountable. But you work for the police department. You don't work for the community directly. Because you ain't out in the community trying to help them become better citizens. All you're doing is talking bad about your own police department. But y'all got to understand this. As a former police officer, this makes me sick. But going back to culture, in the next segment, we're going to talk about the weenification of America. You're listening to Brandon Tatum's show on KTAR 92.3. Catch you after the break. The Brandon Tatum Show is on KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I know you heard me use the word weenification. That's a word I just made up with. Hey, I ain't going to charge you no money for that new dictionary word that I just made. But... The, the, the reason that I use that word, and, and the word stems from the word weenie, right? You know, back when you were young, you eat the little Vienna sausages, the little weenies. They're soft. They, they're wimpish. They're a little soggy. That's what I feel like our, our, our country is. That's the path that we tend to have gone down in recent years. We, we, we're just soft, man. We have just, we have just been coddling our way into oblivion. Like, I mean, people, listen, if you talk to people today, you say, do you spank your children? I think I think there's a good number of people that's like, oh, no, I would never. I would never hit my children. 
I would never put my hands on my children. And it's like, come on, man. When I was young, I used to get that butt toe up. Toe up from the flow up. And that's how I'm successful today. But let me make sure I remind you because I want to talk about this, but I want you to call in in the next segment. We're going to talk in this segment. You're going to hear my side, but I want to hear yours in the last segment. The number to call in is 602-277-5827. Again, 602-277-5827. I want to know what you guys think, man. I, I mean, look at, look at, look at the institutions that we, that we are learning in, right? You have safe spaces. What is a what is a safe space? When your feelings are hurt, you go to this little place where where you where it's quiet and no one's gonna offend you, and you can escape the reality of this world and go into your little box. Hey, little man, little woman, whoever you are, when you get into the real world, there's no safe spaces. It ain't even safe when you're in jail. <laughs> That's the only legal space that I think people can be in. It ain't safe in there either. Where can you go and be safe? You better get your stuff together. You better learn how to work hard in this country. You better learn that facts are before your feelings. Nobody care about your feelings. You need to operate in truth and facts. That will set you free. We got too many young people running around making excuses. And people get mad at me as a black man in America I don't really like when they say that because I'm an American. I just so happen to have a little more melanin in my skin. But as a black man in America, the police are after you. The systematic oppression is that. Man, I ain't never dealt with none of that. You know why? Because I'm too busy working. I ain't got time to be worried about what systems are in place to hold me down. Ain't nobody can hold me down unless I choose to be held down. I don't believe in none of that white privilege and all this stuff. Man, I only believe in Christ's privilege. When I say this every time I'm on, I believe in Christ's privilege. Whatever God wants for me in my life, ain't no man going to stop that. No man can open or close a door that God hasn't ordained. And I, I wish that more people, especially the ones that claim they're Christians, I wish that they we would operate like that. How are these Christians running around talking about white privilege and stuff? Systematic oppression. Come on, man. Are there systemic issues? There's systemic issues, but that, that doesn't necessarily mean just because there are systemic issues that they're rooted in racism. The weenification of America, man. Whoop your spank your kids if they need it. Don't don't be walking around talking about little little Johnny need to talk to. You can talk to him after you spank him. I talk to my son after I spank him. We can do both. Two gum walk at the same time. I spank you, then we talk. Oh, we, I could talk and then spank you and then we talk again. So I talk twice as much as you talk to your son and your kids after the spanking. And, and what I'll say is this. Don't beat your kid. Don't, don't be mad. Don't be at work. You mad because somebody said something crazy on the phone at work and you go and spank your kids at home. That's called child abuse. That's not spanking. That's not discipline. That's not what spare the rod, spoil the child mean. It means consistent discipline. And at some point when, the video, when taking the video games don't work, you're going to have to pull out the leather. The leather face. <laughs> My daddy put that leather out and he made it pop like, Tow. and I used to be like, oh, it's over. I don't know if I'm going to live after this one. And after I get that beat down, I said, I got, I told God, I used, to, I, used to, I used to get closer to God after these whoopings. I say, God, I ain't never doing that again. And it wasn't because I was afraid of God. It's because I was afraid of my daddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and how many times did I get a whooping? Not many times. 
because there was I didn't want that I didn't want that pressure. And I think people, you know, I see people at the at the store with their kids. Oh, he's just little Johnny. He's just three. Well, Johnny's gonna turn four, five, six, seven, twenty, and then he's gonna be the Phoenix Police Department gonna be having to put him in jail. I'm not trying to beat parents up tonight, but I'm saying, come on, man, stop, stop, stop lying to your kids and putting them in a bad position. The people who are successful in life, they know how to handle adversity. They've been told no a few times, and they know how to bounce back from it. They probably got a few spankers in their life and they turned it around or they suffered consequences that were a direct correlation to their actions. Don't tell your kid they need a safe space. That ain't going to help them in life. They ain't going to get a safe space on their first job interview. They're not going to have a safe space when they're getting fired because they're not producing product. Don't give your kid a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. No, don't do that to your kid. That's borderline child abuse. Your kid going to get into the real world and wonder why he didn't get a trophy because you ain't producing. Wonder why he on the corner uh, homeless eating out the trash can because you're not doing anything. And then he, then he want to kill himself. Teach your children to be strong. And I don't want to hear nothing about this bully stuff either. You know, I know kids can be mean. Teach your, teach your kid how to overcome that. Don't teach them how to cry about the bully. Teach them how to overcome that. You know, hey, hey, I'm just saying, I, you, this ain't going to cost you nothing. This is free parenting advice. But I want you guys to call in and tell me what you think. If you disagree with me, that's all good. I have you on. I'll, let, I'll hear you out. Call in 602-277-5827. You listen to the Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR. You better call. This is the Brandon Tatum Show. The Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Brandon Tatum Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome back. I told you, I told y'all, I told y'all before the break that y'all can call in. We got some people calling in. We got some people calling in. I want to hear your thoughts. The number is 602-277-5827. We're going to start with our first caller, one from Phoenix. Let me let me bring them on. One, what's going on? Hey, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. Welcome to the Brandon Tatum Show. What you got? All right. So I want to first say you calmed me down a lot with this last weenie segment because I, I, I agree with you completely on that. But I totally disagree with you on the segment right before that when you were talking about the police and the situation with old girl. And I say that because I'm coming from a situation where I live in an environment where police harassed us all the time. Personally, been pulled out of my car for no reason, slammed up against my car, you know, car getting tore up, all crazy stuff about a police that was supposed to serve and protect me. Did you so, file a case report or did you file a uh, complaint? Oh, yeah. We've done all, uh, and I'm be honest with you, sir. Yes. Okay. Yeah, nothing. It, matter of fact, that same officer is working to this day. Okay, so I, I and I and I don't deny that that happening, but what what does that have to do with? But my the, issue uh, with that is because your 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 angle to us was okay. Well, you know, what about when people killing? What about the the neighborhood when we killing each other or things of that nature? 
my thing to you is that the police ain't doing the same, taking the same energy to get the bad apples. Well, so let's, let's guy, look at well, let's, him with a gun. Go ahead. Okay, let's look at it like this. Let's look at stats. I mean, stats are what what's gonna help us get on the same page about what's going, what's really going on. I was a police officer. I've served and protect, protected in the city of Tucson, which is in the, in the same state. I don't know if you're from Phoenix, but I served in this state. And so I realized the efforts and energy that we put forward to p- taking people to jail. And they get out the next day, mind you. So they don't always get the time that they deserve. And so it's very hard to keep up with it when it's under, we're understaffed. But what I will say is that when you talk about the violence that police bestow on the community versus what the community bestows on themselves is a very different environment. I mean, you're talking about name an unarmed man that was shot in Phoenix. I mean, what, one? This is millions of people who live here. Tens of millions of interactions a day with police, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I understand how you feel, and I, and I, and I acknowledge that, and I think that some people do have those experiences, but that is a very rare minority of experiences. I mean, the chances of you getting shot and killed for no reason by a police officer is more likely that you'll get struck by lightning than get shot by a police officer, based on the stats. Yeah, but you, the stats that you that I feel like the stats that you that you putting out right there, to be honest with you, sir, if you think about that, you're it, it's not as many police officers as it is community community members. So of course, the, the, if you're if you're your argument is saying the community is going to go against each other before you know before the police is going to shoot you or kill you, I get that. But my issue is this: there's bad cops, yes. and I don't see I don't see cops calling out cops. And then not only do I not see cops calling out cops. If we got a situation with this cop, oh, yeah, now you're saying that, and I haven't heard any of this before. So you saying that if there was a gun there, that does change the narrative a little bit. Yeah, I mean, but, this is this is an example of a cop calling out a situation for what it is. Uh, and and I got I got to get to a few other callers, but I, I understand. I want you to make sure you call back next week if you'd like to. But what, what I'm saying in, in this situation is that cops are calling out cops. It's just that people may not understand why a cop is not getting charged. They may feel the cop needs to be charged, but based on the law, that cop hadn't done anything wrong. Michael Brown's situation, some of these other situations we've seen, community people come out not understanding the law fully and feel like the officer has gotten off. But in reality, when you look at the totality of circumstances and the training and the laws, these officers are literally innocent. And this officer, we'll see, but she did pull a gun on him in the window. You can do the research. Let me say this real quick because I know you got to go. But okay. that one officer, he could have fired a, a warning shot into the wall. But you can't do that. You right, can't do right. that. No, no. The reason right. you can't. The reason. Let me say this. The reason you can't fire. In the leg versus where he shot her. Okay. Let me explain to you real quick. You can't shoot warning shots because what if he just shot a warning shot and hit the kid in the head? And it would have killed the kid instead of her. You can't shoot or point your gun or do anything unless you have having intentions with it. You shoot a person in the leg, they can still shoot you in the face. You, you don't shoot people in the legs. That, and then you can shoot a person in the leg and kill them because you, sh- you shoot the femoral artery. That's a quick death. But I, I, thank you for coming on, one man. Hey, come back and talk to me next time. Um, I appreciate you coming on to the Brandon Tatum Show. All right, let's get the next person, Mike from Tempe. Mike, hey, welcome to the Brandon Tatum Show. Hey, just wanted to call and say I pretty much agree with absolutely everything you say. I mean, that's what I love. It's about time someone starts saying this stuff. People need to realize that they're responsible for their own actions. Police are inherently reactive. If you treat a cop with respect, you do what he asks you to do and tells you to do, you're not going to have any issues. If you run your mouth with them, if you do stupid stuff, you're going to have problems. It's very simple. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I agree. I mean, I just, you know, I, I know that people of different races feel like they have a different experience, but I do believe that if... I was a cop. Like, we don't care about the color of your skin. We care about if you got a gun or not or if you've been a jerk 
Just be yeah. cool. And we and we we don't want to do the paperwork. We just want to go home and get that check and get that pension. So exactly. I mean, I've had quite a few run-ins with police. I work in the security industry, so you know, I've been interacting with them on both sides. But anytime I get pulled over, ninety-nine percent of the time I'm armed. First words out of my mouth are, "Officer, I am armed," and I don't move until he instructs me what he wants to do. And I have never been shot. I've never had a problem with them. They're always very appreciative. I, those are the first words out of my mouth, and they're very calm and relaxed with me because I was open and upfront with them. Well, and, and do you think it's because you're white, or you think it's because of the way you behave? I, it's one hundred percent because of the way I behave. Because if I start running my mouth and if I start trying to grab my gun. He's going to shoot me. It's that simple. But if I'm cool, calm, and collective and responsible, you know, with the gun, and I don't do anything that he doesn't tell me to do and make him or let him dictate how the situation goes, I'm going to be fine. He's going to be fine, and we're all going to go home happy. I agree with you 100%. Hey, Mike, thank you for coming on. i got to get to another guest, but I appreciate you. Make sure you come on next week, man, and, and I'd love to hear from you again. All right. Sounds great. So I agree, I agree 1,000%. Like, just do what you're supposed to do. If you look at the stats – White people get shot more unarmed than black people do. White people get shot twice as much as black people do. And so people are surrounding the idea that black people are, are always getting shot for no reason. But white people get shot more and don't. And people say, well, the population is different. No, police don't deal with the entire population. They only deal with the criminal element. And if you look at the stats, African-American people in America, unfortunately, commit half of the murders and over half of the violent crimes. So it would make sense that they will have more police interaction. And when you look at those numbers, they actually have underrepresentation of police force used against them when you look at the totality of the interactions. Now, I'm not excusing any cop doing anything wrong. I'm just saying. I want to bring Lang in from Surprise, Arizona. Lang, welcome to the Officer Tatum Show. What you got? Uh, thanks for having me, man. <clears throat> but anyways, like, I got pulled over in, in Compton, California at, at 2 in the morning because I used to work out there. And I had, like, five guys in my car because we were going to lunch because we worked the overnight shift. We all had our beanies on. Everyone's losing their awareness. I knew why I was getting pulled over. I was scared. So I pull over, and he parks on the other side of the, you know, of the street because I'm pretty sure he's scared. So he puts his light on me. He's all, sir, let me see your license and registration. I'm scared as hell, so I, I get my license and registration, and I – and I uh, get out get out the car, and, and he tells me, get the back in the car. And I was like, sir, I'm scared. He was like, so am I. And then he was like, just get back. I can see it from there. I was just like, all right. So then he just checked it out. He asked what we were doing. I, I just told him, hey, man, we're going to lunch. He was just like, all right, you guys, you guys have a good lunch. And, and I worked down the street. And he, he was cool with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, I'm just trying to comply here. I ain't trying to die tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's mutual respect, man. It's just mutual respect, right? I mean, you got to think officers are humans, too, and they get shot at and people lie to them and people trying to kill them all day. So I'm not excusing a cop that's doing bad behavior, but you can see and you're a reasonable person. You're like, okay, we both kind of tense. I don't need to escalate this and everything will be fine. Yeah, it's just awareness. You got to know know a couple of things, you know, like I was in Huntington Beach. I got pulled over twice by the same cop in one month. But I knew why I was getting pulled over. Like, we'd be naive to think that people don't profile. But I go, it's fine because my awareness told me that that's okay because I'm not doing anything wrong. Right, right. You know what I, I mean? I'm just, I'm just trying to get home to, you know, to my family and everything. So I was just like, you know, you just going to let me go if I just comply. If you ask, hey, can I get your license registration? That's cool. 
whatever. I'm not going to ask him anything. I'm just going to be like, I'm, I'm good. All right. Got anything in the car? Nope. All right. You can go. I was like, cool. Man, I, 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 that's, I mean, I wish that you could teach a lesson to most people that get pulled over and may feel like that they're getting profiled. It's like you, you may be a lot of times they profile the car. You know, when I was a cop, it's not it's not illegal to profile a car. You can't profile the people, but you can profile a car. You know, the car riding, you know, it's sagging in the back and, you know, it's all dirty. The windshield is cracked and people not taking care of the car. It's a lot of other stuff goes on statistically. And so you you may want to pull that car and see just see what's going on. So, I, I mean, I love what you said because I think it just points in the right direction of saying, hey, man, just be aware of what's going on. So, Lang, man, thank thank you for calling, man. Call in next week, man. I love to hear all y'all's uh, take on this thing. You're listening to the Brandon Tatum Show, man, every Saturday. Oh, this oh, this the groove right here. What? What? Every Saturday at 6 p.m. Y'all make sure y'all come back next week. See y'all next time. I'm out. <laughs> Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.